0: Ashley, I'm Lauren, and this is Whispers in the Basement. Sorry, <laughs> that song is still stuck in my head. <laughs>
1: what it is, ho. What's up? I'm not calling you a hoe. I don't actually know what that is, but we probably will get copyrighted if we keep singing. Sorry,
0: don't know the word said that song. Yeah,
1: it is catchy though.
0: It's Yesterday, it was the uh, confidence.
1: Oh, yeah, that I had. That was stuck yeah. in my head. So good. But
0: just like you do, I was putting random words to it like, because I got to go to the bathroom.
1: I do that all the time. Because <laughs> now I'm washing my Dishes. Just stupid <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> no, I do that too. I wonder if that's like actually common or if people don't do that. I
0: mean, I see a lot of it on my Instagram reels and on TikTok, so it makes me feel not as dumb. I, I also see a lot of people that talk to their plants and pets, um, which I also do.
1: Same. Yeah. So I honestly feel like if you probably don't make up words to songs or talk to your pets or plants... You're not normal.
0: Or sing into your broom while you're cleaning. Do you do that? Yes. Like you're, like you're. You I
1: pretend that I have a concert all the time. Absolutely. At my house. Like yeah. Taylor
0: Swift style.
1: Like yeah. lots of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And They're all watching you. Yes. And you're like, I'm the coolest. And I have like the cool, like bedazzled outfit on.
0: I mean, I guess.
1: <laughs> I don't think I could ever pull off. I don't know bedazzled, but
0: I never really think about my outfit to that. <laughs>
1: but (laughs) if you do I just go all the way to the extreme that's it yeah I don't I like to pretend I have a really good choreography too but
0: yeah until I hear myself sing like in real life like I sound (laughs) super good in the Uh car
1: absolutely and in my head
0: in the car and in the shower Mm -hmm. but when I like hear myself in real life I'm like nah should not have (laughs) done that don't uh, ever sing in public.
1: I mean, you could. It's a scary... It's it a could scary just be song. a comedy show that way.
0: Wow, Lauren. I'm just saying. Wow.
1: <laughs> I think you sound good. Thanks, Lorraine.
0: <laughs> it's fine. No. Uh, Yeah. I don't have any updates today. Do you?
1: Um, I did start watching this show called The Traitor, or Traitors, maybe, on Peacock. Okay. It's a game show. Okay. It's pretty interesting, honestly. Oh, it's a
0: game... Is this the one you were telling us about the other day? Oh, no.
1: That's another one. That okay, one's called yeah. The Floor.
0: Okay. The Floor I... is
1: like a trivia. Okay. Where you have like a sub, like a niche of like what your knowledge is and you battle against somebody else who's also there representing their niche.
0: Oh, man. That would be a good... That's kind of... I think I would have fun at that one.
1: It Like, it's actually really fun. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm going to have to look at that one.
1: But the Traders one is all like a game of betrayal. So like there's oh. three Traders among this group of people and so at the end of every night, the traders vote to kill off one person, but then they also, during each episode, have like a round table where they um, try to vote somebody out and they're trying to vote out a traitor, but then, you know.
0: Do you remember that game we played at work, the chameleon game?
1: Yes. It's kind of like that, I It was a like. lot of fun. It was so fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. Um, I started... Well, and I think you did too. VPR. The new season oh, of VPR. Oh, so good. I was kind of sad that the first episode was really like, meh.
1: It was kind of like an introductory. But maybe
0: it'll get spicier.
1: I feel like it will, especially because Tom came back right at the end.
0: Yeah. I think I was pretty spiced out after Real Housewives of <laughs> SLC.
1: <laughs> that, that it was, was like, like the, drama.
0: That was like the like hottest tea of all tea. It really was. Um. Also Wonka, you gotta watch Wonka.
1: I do. Is it available really cool. to stream on anything? Yeah,
0: I bought it. Oh, okay. I'll let you watch it. Okay, yeah. Because that
1: login. Willy Wonka
0: is my favorite movie in the whole entire world.
1: The OG is so the, good. The OG is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Memphis's favorite,
0: and he loves the new, um, the new Wonka. It's really cute. With and of course, the part. I bald at the end. Oh, fucking no. bald like a baby
1: you know what i've been catching (laughs) myself crying or like almost crying about um i'll be watching true crime and sometimes i will like catch myself just like starting to like want to cry about some of these stories i used to not be like that yeah, I don't know as I've ever been like that. I don't know. There was like this one that I was watching where a lady was kidnapped and the guy had previously been charged with kidnapping multiple women and he just kept getting out um, on parole and he had kidnapped this woman and the he was had her in a shed and the house owners went out at like midnight and found this guy in the shed with the girl who was like hiding up in like the ceiling of the shed, mm-hmm. they waited till 8 a.m. the next morning to call the cops. So this woman knows that somebody saw that she was in there with this guy. And I he just made to... them wait eight hours. Is that what made you cry? <laughs> no, I think it was the fact that whenever, they, whenever the cops got the guy <laughs> out that kidnapped her out, she came out and like both of her eyes were swollen shut and completely purple and I was just thinking the amount of relief that she probably felt uh, like overwhelming. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. But also I am that person that um, it's so dumb. There's a word for it. I can't remember it, though. Uh, you, like whenever you're, you're in t- like the large gatherings and they're
0: singing a song or there's like a song playing and you start you get goosebumps. so You start it. You want to cry.
1: Yeah. I like, am the same exact way. Yes. The national anthem. I want to cry.
0: What was I listening to? I was listening to a song that was played at JFK's funeral Uh uh, the other day. It came up on an Instagram reel and uh, it was played one other time. But that song, it's so pretty. And as I was watching the Instagram reel, it like gave me that's. It gave me goosebumps, and then I felt like, oh my god, I'm getting ready to cry over a song.
1: I think that it's very common, I feel like. Yeah,
0: I think you're right, because yeah. G- Gage tells me he has the same thing. Yep. I think it has to do with like the amount of feelings that you have or some shit mm-hmm. like that. I, don't know. I
1: also just sometimes attribute it to wherever I'm at in my cycle.
0: Yeah, nope, I'm like that all the time.
1: <laughs> I have a good cry- I can cry a lot, yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not cool that you can cry all the time, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just have big feelings, okay?
0: Big feelings.
1: Big feelings. Okay,
0: we're segmenting into today's episode, which is not brought to you by a request. It's brought to you by me, and I found it. Don't ask me how I found it, because I don't really remember how I found it. Mm-hmm. Um, but today's episode is going to be about the first really large maritime tragedy. So, Ooh. Yeah it's pretty it's pretty damn sad i'm not gonna lie great yeah
1: love this <laughs>
0: love this for me but we also have blue leds to really just set i didn't the, even this sad i didn't <laughs> oh i was well because maritime's water and you said blue and then i was like oh it's oh, like we're in i didn't even think about that when i changed yeah. the color of the lights i'm so sorry fitting the mood it's not really sorry though.
1: outside too
0: oh yeah yeah cool Okay, so today's episode is about about the P.S. General Slocum. So the P.S. General Slocum was a sidewheel passenger steamboat that was built in Brooklyn, New York in 1891. During her time on the water, she didn't exactly have the best track record. Oh, no. Yeah, she was in numerous groundings and collisions, and the biggest tragedy occurred in 1904... And at the time, it was deemed the worst maritime maritime accident prior to the Titanic sinking in 1912. It does remain the worst maritime disaster in New York City. Big breath, sorry. And the second worst in the United States waterways. So the General Slocum, it was built by a boat builder, uh, Divine Burtis Jr. for the John E. Hoffmeyer and Sons Company. On February fifteenth, eighteen ninety-one, that's when he was awarded the contract to do it. Okay, um, she was quite the beauty. She was constructed out of white oak and yellow pine, and her keel measured two hundred and thirty-five feet long with a hull of thirty-seven point five feet wide. She had three decks, so the main, the promenade, and the hurricane deck she had three watertight compartments and she was equipped with 250 electric lights so wow. that's pretty big for back yeah. in the day the boat consisted of cabins storeroom and machinery spaces that were located beneath the main deck the general was powered by a single cylinder surface condensing vertical beam steam engine in which the steam was supplied to by two boilers since she's a sidewheel boat you know what that is right Picture like old school riverboat. Yes. Okay. That's what a yep. side wheel is. Okay. She also had a classic wheel, which had 26 paddles. It was three, uh, 31 feet in diameter. Her max speed could reach approximately 16 knots, and she held a crew of 22, including the captain and two pilots. So with the crew, she could hold a max capacity of of 2,500 passengers so she could hold quite a bit yeah
1: I was gonna say that's a lot
0: the structure of the boat held the crew quarters oh my gosh my leg is stuck sorry the structure of the boat held the crew quarters in the below uh I'm sorry below the main deck with a hatch and a ladder that did reach to the t- to the top main deck it housed a storeroom and a lamp room Um, below the main deck along with a forward cabin that was used for storage for things such as oil barrels that were used to refuel the ship's lamps. So all of this is below the main deck. Um, in the room that all of the oil stuff was in the lamp room, um, oil from these lamps, it was common that it was spilled on the floor. (laughs) don't know why they couldn't get their shit together but that room always had oil on the floor um and it was also in that section of the boat that crew leaders would go down and have their cigarettes sounds super smart does it not yeah no yeah so um crew would frequent and they were all often caught down there using open flames so
1: oh my gosh yeah and it's a wooden boat correct
0: it is a wooden boat okay yep So the boat did come with lifeboats and life rafts, but they were stowed on the hurricane deck, so towards the top. Mm -hmm. Once the boat was built, it was owned by the Knickerbocker Steamboat Company, and it operated in New York City for the next 13 years. So as mentioned previously, this boat seemed to hold a bad rep for mishaps, which in hindsight, Definitely understandable. Just four short months after her launching, she ran aground off the off of Rockaway, and she had to be pulled free by tugboats. In 1894, while, while returning from Rockaway, she ran up on a sandbar with enough force to cause the electrical generator to go out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it makes you wonder, like, were these people not, like, watching where they were going? But I'm not familiar with those... Are they, I mean, you've been to New York City. Are they just not very deep?
1: I feel like it's pretty deep water.
0: Okay. Well, I don't, I've never been there, so I don't know. In the following month, um, after the electrical generator went out, in the following month, she was ran aground over by the Coney, by Coney Island Mm -hmm. during a storm. And it was during this incident that the passengers aboard the ship had to be moved to another ship. In September of the same year. She collided with a tugboat in the East River, causing damage to her steering. And then she had another collision in 1898 with the boat Amelia near Battery Park. And in 1902, she ran aground yet again with 400 passengers on board. Unable to be freed this time, the passengers had to camp out overnight until the following day.
1: My gosh. She's had a
0: lot of issues.
1: So I would like to clarify is it her that has the issues or the people driving her?
0: I think it's a common. I mean, I, I'm going to assume it's probably the crew. She's just yeah. got, she's not had a good rep. Like she's had a lot of issues. And it's kind of one of those things. Aaron owned a car one time that was like this. It was like every time. He got in the car to drive somewhere. Something bad happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lost two two wheels off of this thing one time. Oh and it's like, it's not a good, there's something about it yeah. that's not good. Stay clear the fuck away from it, kind mm-hmm. of. So that's kind of how I feel about her. As I was like reading this, I was like, at some point somebody should have said.
1: Let's just retire. Let's,
0: yeah. Oh, it gets better. Oh, great. <laughs> it gets better. Okay. Not better, but,
1: (laughs) you know. (laughs) Great.
0: So the tragedy that would imprint the general on New York forever occurred June 15th, 1904. So the general worked as a passenger uh, ship taking people on their trips around New York City. So it wasn't out of the ordinary that on this day, the ship had been chartered for $350 by St. Mark's Evangelical Lutheran Church out of the Little Germany District in Manhattan. So $350 back then is the same equivalent as roughly $3,400 today. Okay. This trip was one that the group made yearly, and it had been doing so for 17 years. The boat would take the passengers, which consisted of mostly women and children, up the East River to a picnic site on Eaton's Neck, Long Island. On this day, nearly 1,400 passengers boarded the boat for the trip. Fewer than 150 of the passengers were estimated to be adult males over the age of 21. So they are all women and children. Oh, no. This trip would last less than 20 minutes before chaos broke out aboard the boat. The ship started to sail at 930 a.m. And it passed what is now Roosevelt Island and turned east towards Ward's Island. As it was passing 90th Street, a fire broke out. In the forward cabin or the lamp room, like I told you before, the third compartment below the main deck. It's believed that the fire started from a discarded cigarette.
1: Oh, cigarette. Cigarette.
0: Damn them cigarettes. A discarded cigarette. Siggy. Or a match. Fueling the fire was a massive amount of straw, oily rags, and Lamp oil that was stored around the room. Oh, no. Yeah. The fire was first noticed at 10 a.m. and was seen in various locations of the boat, including a paint locker (laughs) that was filled with flammable liquids and a cabin filled with gasoline. Isn't this awesome?
1: (laughs) I don't know. It's not awesome. No. No.
0: Passengers on the main deck were made aware of the fire, but the captain was not notified until minutes after the fire was seen. After the captain was notified of the fire, he ordered full speed ahead, but after realizing how bad this could be, immediately directed the boat to beach on the North Brother Island. Following the command to beach, the captain went to the hurricane deck and remained atop until shallow water was reached, where he then jumped after the boat was beached. So he survived.
1: He just abandoned, abandoned
0: ship, literally. Now... Even though the captain was responsible for the safety of the passengers, the company that owned the boat made zero effort to maintain or replace the safety equipment on board. The main deck had a standpipe connected to a steam pump, but the fire hose attached was made of cheap, unlined linen and was also allowed to rot and burst in spots.
1: So it was not even usable. Does,
0: yep does not even work when the crew tried to put out the fire they were unable to attach a rubber hose um, because the coupling of the linen hose remained attached to the sandpipe so they just could there was no way to make this thing work the ship also had hand pumps and buckets but they weren't used as the crew gave up after the problems they encountered with the fire hose also to note this crew had not yet practiced a fire drill that year and the lifeboats that were tied up were also inaccessible. Oh my god! Some say they were wired and painted in place, so they couldn't get them off.
1: So they were just basically there for aesthetics.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, they could have been used, but it's like it's like having a window that you have painted shut. Yeah, numerous times. So um, afterwards, survivors reported. <laughs> this makes me so sad. Survivors reported that the life preservers were of little use as they fell apart in their hands. So life vests
1: oh my fell apart goodness. in their hands.
0: The company that supplied the cork material in the life preservers, because so that's, what, that's what those uh, life made, vests were made of, yeah. actually placed eight ounces of iron bars inside the cork material to meet the minimum requirement at the time. So the minimum requirement was that each life preserver preserver held six pounds of good cork. Many were filled with cheap granulated cork and then brought up to weight requirements by using the iron weights. So let's think about this, Lauren. If you put a life vest on in hopes of floating and it's got iron in it, what are you going to do?
1: You're going to sink.
0: Absolutely. fucking
1: Especially like on a kid.
0: Oh, yeah. This was not discovered until after the incident. Um, as you can imagine which this is awful to think about mothers were standing on the top decks with their children frantically putting these life jackets on them and then tossing them overboard so they'd be safe
1: oh my god and they
0: were just sinking that is is that not so sad that's actually terrifying i know it makes me want to (laughs) cry But anyway, yeah, it's awful, awful. Also, the canvas material on the outside of the vest was rotted with age and it was splitting at the seams. So they were just taking on water.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: These preservers had been on board the ship and hung above the deck for 13 years out in the weather. The manufacturer of those vests, um, they were indicted, but they were never convicted. Wow. Yeah. So prior to the captain, yeah, we'll call him captain, prior to the captain jumping ship, literally, uh, he commanded that the boat was steered into the headwinds. So that was done in hopes to kind of fan the flames and help, you know, slow the spread of the fire, Um, at least also to avoid riverside buildings that they're passing and oil tanks. But remember, we've also got flammable paint on board. So the fire is beginning to just basically swallow up the boat. And these passengers have nowhere to go. Passengers are jumping overboard. um, Some with the life vests that are then just sinking. And then some of them without the life vests. And we also have to remember how women dressed in 1904. They dressed with lots of layers. Yeah. And you're jumping into water. That's just way. So you are being pulled dragged underneath the water and drowning because you've got so many heavy clothes on yeah yeah an estimated 100 to 500 died when the overloaded starboard section of the hurricane deck collapsed casting those passengers into the water the others were battered by the still turning paddles as they tried to escape the water over the sides Wow. The commission estimated that four to six hundred people drowned after the ship was beached as they started to jump off the aft portion of the boat into the deep water. So it's beached, but they are frantically jumping off into the deep side rather than jumping into the shallow side. Yeah. The general finally beached on the North Brother Island and remained there for approximately 90 minutes before it broke free again, drifting out and then finally sinking. An estimated 1021 people were concluded to having either burned to death or drowned. There were 431 survivors with a Coast Guard report of a total casualty count of 1388 people.
1: That is terrible.
0: Yeah. The aftermath of this resulted in 8 people being indicted by a federal grand jury the captain, two inspectors, the president, secretary, treasurer, and commodore of the Knickerbocker Steamship Company. The only one convicted, though, was the captain, who was kind of seen as a scapegoat for this tragedy. He was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment for criminal negligence, failure to maintain proper fire drills, and fire extinguishers. Of the 10 years, he spent three years and six months in Sing Sing prison before he was paroled. The Knickerbocker Steamship Company, those that owned the ship, paid a relatively small fine despite the evidence that they might have falsified the inspection records. Isn't that awful? Yeah, that's...
1: <laughs> I'm just so speechless because there are just so many, like, areas that just we consistently failed.
0: failed. Yes. So, um, the best... Not the best part out of this because none of this is good. No, yeah. But the I think the, like jaw-dropping piece of all of this is they actually salvaged the remains of the boat really uh-huh and they made it into a barge and guess what what it sank again twice yeah.
1: there was just a, enough bad juju like you should have just left it. yeah it does not need to it did not need to be brought back. No. So,
0: yeah, to this day, there's a marble uh, memory. Oh, my God. Why can I not say these words today? Marble. Memorial. <laughs> Fountain in Thompson Square Park in Manhattan. That's inscribed. They are Earth's purest children, young and fair. The last survivor of the general passed away on january 26 2004 at the age of 100 wow at the time of the disaster she was six months old the tragedy took the lives of both of her older sisters
1: that is terrible isn't
0: that so sad you
1: know i did not think that this was going to be that sad but that was really sad my jaw was like my mouth was just hanging open this whole time
0: i know so that was the worst one until we experienced the titanic in 1912
1: which, how many people died on the Titanic? I don't
0: I mean, even know, but was it was say, a yeah. lot. It was Dakota, a lot. Dakota,
1: I feel like, would know, but I would not know that.
0: Which is kind of interesting, because didn't we talk about the Titanic in our last Yes, podcast? we did. About going...
1: And- yep, <laughs> and we talked about the uh, um, submarine explosion. Yeah, we did talk about the submarine yeah, explosion. Yeah, we did.
0: Yeah, so that's the story of the P.S. General Slocum. Oh um, on board were mostly german immigrants that had come over and they talked a lot about like what happened to their commute because yeah that's a good chunk of their community yeah, that absolutely passed and they talked about what happened afterwards and it was just i just cannot as a mother i cannot imagine standing first off freaking out over something mm-hmm. like that standing on a boat and your first initial is I'm going to save my kids, right? absolutely. And you're just shoving them in these life vests and you're you're looking at them and and tell, because they're freaking out too and telling them like, it's going to be okay, we're going to be okay. And you throw them overboard thinking that they're going to float and they literally just sink. Also, you know, at the turn of the century, nobody, I don't think a lot of people knew how to swim. It wasn't like, you know, you paid for swimming lessons when your kid was age six. Like they just didn't know how to swim. I don't know anything about the waterways there. But, you know, I think about if you're on the Missouri or the Mississippi River.
1: Yeah, it's not just calm water. No, it's not like you're there. falling
0: into a pool. Like, Mm-mm. I don't even remember the amount of force. Um, I would have to find it. But there was something that I watched or read one time that compared the amount of force behind the Missouri River to equaling so so many tornadoes. Because mm-hmm. you get those those, uh, in there. yeah, those, whatever the, the pools or whatever, yeah. um, where you get sucked in. So I just cannot, Mm-mm. I cannot even imagine being a mom mm. and being like, I'm going to save you and then yeah. having to stand there and watch them mm-hmm. drown.
1: That kind of, uh, reminds me of, you know, whenever we were doing the Afghanistan pull out and you were watching all of those uh-huh. moms, like throwing their kids over to the soldiers. Yeah. And some of them just weren't making it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just cannot.
1: I can't imagine just, you know, that, like, you created this life and that is your, like,
0: You do everything baby. you, yeah, and you yeah. do everything you can to protect it. Like, you, you're putting yourself last and you're, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, Ugh. it was awful to I read I don't even that. know if
1: I would have wanted to survive that if I watched my kid drink. No,
0: I probably would have, with all of my big ass thick wool clothing, like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeeted it right off.
0: Yeah, so if you look it up today, you can actually see pictures where, um, because a lot of these people were never even recovered, but you can see where some of their bodies washed up on the North Mm -hmm. Brother shore, and they're literally just like laying out there on the shore. Um, It's awful.
1: That is so terrible.
0: Awful, awful. I don't remember, like I said, I don't remember what took me down that rabbit hole. I think I... Was interested in, I I think what started it was Typhoid Mary.
1: Okay. I don't know what that
0: is. You don't know who Typhoid Mary is? Mm -mm. She had typhoid and Mm -hmm. um, typhoid's very contagious. And so she was like actually cast out of New York City and she was kind of, she lived on an island until she died.
1: No way. Yeah. And
0: so I was like, oh, there's a lot of like random abandoned islands over Mm -hmm. by New York. And so I was like researching them. And this came up, and I was like, I had no clue about any of this.
1: No, I don't think I've ever heard of this. Uh Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah. That just goes to show, you know, there's always something new that you can learn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's always stuff that we'll never hear about.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Speaking of not hearing about, since we're done with my episode, have you seen the... You brought this up as your. I think it was on your TikTok news. The Kansas City guy that found his friend's dead. He yeah. is actually on the news now. It was on the news yesterday. Oh
1: yeah, mm-hmm. the toxicology reports came back. What were they? Drugs, cocaine, and fentanyl. Oh no. Yeah, that and fentanyl, the friend man. checked himself. The friend that survived checked himself into rehab last week.
0: I'm still really confused by how this happened.
1: A lot. I mean.
0: We'll never know. Because,
1: I mean, I assume that he has counsel at this point. So, like, was counsel saying you need to go check yourself into rehab?
0: That was the other thing I was going to tell you. This has nothing to do with the Kansas City thing. But mm-hmm. I went to Barnes & Noble last week and kind of self-indulged in a bunch of, like, just random weird-ass books. Mm-hmm. And, but my whole goal for going there was um, Chris – what is his last name? I was going to say the wa- Nope. <laughs>
1: that's all that came to my mind <laughs> what the fuck
0: is his name killed his wife and his kids oh, cc watts chris watts has wrote a book
1: no way and
0: i wanted to read it because in this book what i think i saw this on tiktok he has been talking to it was either like his lawyer or somebody that he's been in constant contact with while he's in prison and he talks about how he sees cc he sees, no yeah, he said he wakes up at night and he sees her playing with things on like his side table and that he has had dream after dream about having conversations with his wife. So they, they, the whole thing is paranormal activity supposedly. And it's doc, it's in that book that he wrote. And so
1: mm.
0: I was like, I'm going to go find that book and I'm going to read it. Cause also I want to read it.
1: Yeah. And I watched, I think uh, that 10 to life channel that I watch on YouTube, she did a whole breakdown about his mistress because, you know, his mistress oh, was yeah. never convicted, but like,
0: and didn't know and all this. Yeah.
1: But there's all kinds of evidence that she oh, yeah. actually knew and was like searching Shannon's name and stuff like that. And I was just like, it's kind of crazy to me because not that I think that she helped kill the girls or anything, but she definitely was a part of it. And she was just, she's just not freaking clear.
0: She either knew about it. I feel like she had, I feel like she had to have some sort of gut feeling that something was going to well, happen. Well, no,
1: because, so even in this, uh, in this video that I watched, there, I think it was a couple days after Shanann and the girls, you know, were missing, uh-huh. this girl left a voicemail and she was like giggling like a, you know, like whenever you're like, in high school and you're like oh my god hi like embarrassed and like excited and like nervous to talk to your crush that's exactly how she sounded and i'm like this man's wife and children are are national news yeah and they're
0: yes and you know that you have to know that
1: and you are calling him with like butterflies in your stomach and you're just so excited and obsessed and in love with him yep so miss me with that yeah i don't know i just can't with chris watts i'm honestly surprised i'm survived (laughs) i am surprised that he has survived in prison as long as he has honestly agreed yeah yeah i don't know
0: i don't know i'm gonna get that book though and i'm gonna read it
1: i feel like you should do not even a podcast episode but just talk about it you know if you didn't want to feel like you're doing it like like a book review yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah i think that i thought there was something else i was gonna tell you about that and i really don't remember now
1: that is wild. Yeah. I wonder if that, if him seeing Cece or having conversations with his wife is comforting or haunting to him. I, mean, I, I hope it's the latter.
0: I Yeah, I would be 100% haunted by that. Because they were also saying something about how sometimes he notices things moving around on his side table. Which oh. is where Cece appears. Yeah. Like, he sees her. I just, I would
1: think that it would be haunting. Yeah. Mm. And I wonder, like, whenever he sees his wife, is she pregnant whenever he sees her or not? I don't know. Because she was pregnant when she was murdered. Yeah, I don't know. That's tragic, honestly. Agreed. Okay.
0: I'm oh. done. Okay. That's so. all. That's all I got today, folks.
1: <laughs> what if we just didn't even do anything else? We were just like... Okay, say so <laughs> bye. Yep, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah.
0: Get out of here with that shit. <laughs>
1: okay so that wraps up today's episode you can find us on spotify youtube amazon music patreon yeah that's it
0: yeah that's where <laughs> that's we're at. all don't forget to subscribe leave a five-star review give us a thumbs up on youtube and hit that notification bell so you can get an alert every time an episode drops always also i almost said always also leave a comment on spotify So that I can read comments from you guys and not from fucking Lauren. Because that's the only person that comments on most of them. I'm just
1: cheering us on. You are. And I appreciate that.
0: But (laughs) even if it's just like the middle finger, leave something.
1: We're begging you. Oh, also, we're still doing the sticker giveaway. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Share on your social media platform, whatever episode that you're listening to. Tag us. Follow us on the IG Instagram.
0: Just love us, guys.
1: Please. In the mean, we'll see you next week. We can't talk today. We'll see you next week, but in the meantime,
0: stay strange, my friends. <laughs>